season one, episode two, Ted and Mary. Um, I thought it was good that it introduces, like, Larry and Ted's kind of animosity towards each other very early on also. Like, at this point, we've established, like, his relationship with Jeff, Lewis, and Ted Danson, like, pretty well through only two episodes. And until Funkhauser becomes a real character in, like, season four, those are probably the three, I guess, like, men who he spends the most time with. Yeah. Um, let's see. What are, my, what are my notes on this? Um, I think a missed opportunity for a plot point is Larry loses that bet in the first bit of the episode. And doesn't ever pay him back the 10 bucks. Doesn't ever pay him back the 10 bucks, and doesn't make a stink about, like, having to make change for Ted. Like, oh, like, like, give me the 20, oh, I'll give you $10 back. Like, yeah. Like, you know, the, the better gets the change. I don't know, it just seems like a very curb point. Like, you can't, you can't overpay me, like, and then ask me for change. I don't do the favor for you, you have to do the favor for me. I got you, actually. Um, that's actually, that, by complete coincidence, ties very well into this next parallel I'm about to make. I don't know if you noticed this. I never picked up on it before, but Larry buys the same shirt as Mary, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a, like paralleling, but season three, episode one, Chet's shirt, Larry gives a copy of his shirt to Ted, and they have the same shirt again. You know, I, mean, I, I didn't think about that, but I, I don't know if that's a parallel. Well, maybe it's not. It maybe it's just a coincidence. But if you think about it, in this one, Ted kind of like gives Larry like a weird look. like He's like, oh, Mary is the same one. Like, Why do you have that? Well, and then the next one, Ted is, like, asking for a copy of Larry's shirt. Like, he's okay with it. That's interesting. I'm going to that one in mind. And what you said about, like, the obligation is exactly the argument they get into in that episode, where Larry gives Ted the shirt with a hole in it. And I think Ted says, like, that's not a present, that's an obligation. Right. I, I feel like there's actually, a, there's probably a pretty common theme in Curb about, like, people mimicking other people and people copying the behaviors of other people. Uh, like, going, like... Oh, I like going to the same restaurant or uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, going to restaurants? I yeah, don't going know. to restaurants. That's not really a very good point. No, but they can't all be great. So, so overall, what did you think about this episode? Um, I thought this was a good episode. I, this is one of my favorites from season uh, one, actually, which is not the strongest season start to finish. Like season two is much better, I think. Um, but it has some good, like, this is one of my favorite lines, which I think is one of your favorite lines, too, is nothing gives me more pleasure than cracking an egg. Like, yeah, I'll make you more, some omelets. I'll, I'll flip you out. I'll make you an omelet. I'll flip you out. I'll flip you over. Like, Great line. Best line in the episode. That's a good Larry line. I also like him, like, being deceptive in this episode, which is, like, a very, like, he's acting a lot like George Costanza would have acted, which I think is nice to, like, see that side of him. Like, like that's like a George plot to like impress a woman in Seinfeld. He'll like go shopping with her or pretend to like something. Like, I see that very, like I think that's good. You know, for me, I actually really don't like this episode. Really? Um, for me, this is more of like like you're saying like a Seinfeld episode than a Curb episode. Well, okay. Um, in that it doesn't have the like classic Curb structure of Larry messing everything up, and then everything coming back to haunt him. It just kind of ends on this, like, sad note. Well, he messes up. Where he's up. disappointed. He Not messes like, up at lunch when he, like, gargles that water out. But and he doesn't really. He messes up with Ted. He gets Ted mad at him by, like, going shopping with Mary. And then... But he doesn't really... Yeah, he doesn't really... It's not, it's not as extreme. Like, but it turns like, out the mother's not actually mad at him. It was all a misunderstanding. Yeah, I, Ted's not really mad at him. You're, you're right. Um, Cheryl just... Cheryl dished him not by his own accord because her, like, 
her made-up cousin from Philadelphia flew in. Right, exactly. And Do people really fly cross-country without telling you more than a day advance? Like, it seems kind of weird, but that's okay. It, it, yeah, that was weird. Um, and the, the like, made-up plot with the Clintons coming into town. It just, yeah. seemed, it just seemed like Curb does this, like, fantastic job of tying up plots at the end of episodes. Mm-hmm. Where you have these common plot lines that do like come together in like the last few moments of the episode, and everything like oh, I sometimes you see it coming and still it's hilarious. No, I, I know you what you're see saying. It, it didn't bring better. like all of them together in like a funny end end gag. But this just end on ended on nothing. Well, it ended only on the second episode. They didn't really have their flow yet. Um, now uh, I'm not positive because I actually am thinking about this right now. I don't think Jeff is in the episode. Um. Is Jeff on the street with him when he runs into the shoe guy? Oh, yeah, you're right. Jeff's in the episode. The shoe guy uh, is an awful actor, by the way. The shoe, oh, the shoe guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually who I was thinking of besides Nancy in season one. Who, like, yeah, th- those lines are just so... That's not how a shoe salesman talks. Like, it's, it's just not believable. Yeah, and he ends up, like, ending that conversation by, like, making a fart noise with his mouth. Yeah, it's it's what? it's very it's very strange. Um, now you had said you didn't like how it's a Seinfeld episode earlier, and I already mentioned my parallel to George. I actually thought the scene Larry takes shoes, his shoes get cleaned, and does like five different phrases, like a very Jerry esque from Seinfeld scene. Also, like, oh, okay, now I can wear these again. They've been like decontaminated and like bleached and like everything under the sun because I'm like such like a clean freak. Yeah, which I actually like because I've said this before. It's one of I think the greatest. I think Larry's such a great character because I think he's such a mix between Jerry and George and that like all of their arguing, bickering conversations like is kind of embodied in Larry. So so I did like that early on in the show, like they're showing like a very George side to him and a very Jerry side to him in this one episode. Yeah. I mean, you get more of the George. I I really enjoyed all the scenes where he's like purposefully lying about shopping. Yeah. Uh, so, like, one of the early scenes, he's like, I don't have any sweaters at all. I have to go yeah. shopping. Like, <laughs> lie. Don't, definitely sure. lie. You, you definitely have sweaters. And then when he comes back from shopping, uh, he's talking to Cheryl, and he says, like, oh, I need to buy a belt. And he, like, ruminates to himself for, like, five seconds about, like, how his belt is getting old, and he needs a good new belt. Yeah. I, I like that line as well. It's good. I like um, Larry saying, I'm just shouting, I'm the solution to the problem. Not, I'm not the problem. I'm the solution to, like, the sales guy on the street. Yeah, I thought. I mean, like you said, the the plot with the the sales guy, it's like totally unbelievable. No, it, it is. Um, well, one more throwaway thing I wanted to point out is this has happened in both one and two, and I'm not sure if it's a running gag, but both times you see Antoinette, Larry's assistant, he walks in and she's just on the phone, like completely not doing work at all. Yeah, uh, I'm wondering how much she's been modeled after previous uh, assistants that he's had in the past. Possibly, how like she'll like she like hangs up when he comes in, but is obviously talking to like her mom or a friend all the time. Like she's not doing business. With him. I mean, you will note that behind her is not a Seinfeld poster; it's actually a sour grapes poster. Yeah, I know, um, which is probably something that you know a s- very small percentage of uh, viewers of the original run of the show even knew anything about. That's Larry David's first feature film. Actually, it's the only one that he wrote because he starred in that awful Woody Allen movie, but he didn't write it. I did not see the Woody Allen movie. Yes, you did. We saw it together. We did? Oh, yes. yeah, we did. It was really, what, what's it called? Like, Whatever Works? 
Whatever works. Yeah, it was, it was weird. He kept breaking the, the fourth wall. It was not good. There was like one good line. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember what it is, though. One, one more good line from this episode is uh, when he shows up to Barney's and he says, uh, he should come to Arkansas, and he says, like, uh, they don't let me into certain it's, states. I'm incorrigible. Yeah. That's, that's, that's classic Larry. Classic Larry. Classic curb line. 